It's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast. The ACCCAST, because I say it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, it's a deck cast, deck cast. The ACCCAST, the ACCCAST. You're listening to Deck Cast, produced by students of Danville AMD College. And now your hosts, Kaya and Keegan. Yo, 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 it's Kaya and Keegan here from the basement of the Clock Tower. Here on DACCast, we get to know the familiar faces we see all over campus in hopes that students at DAC and members of the community get to know each other a little better. With that being said, we are here today with Ricky Williams. Hi, Ricky. A member. Uh, nice to see you guys. Thank <laughs> you for having me. <laughs> He's a member of the faculty here. Uh, we're going to get started with a few icebreaker questions mm, okay. just to get the blood flowing a little bit. Um, name one colleague who is most likely to escape a deserted island alive? <laughs> I'd have to say John Wade. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I can see that too. Okay. Second one. For the rest of your life, you could choose one team member to work with. Who would it be? Probably Rich Pate. Rich Pate? Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. about Mr. Pate. So does that mean we have to bring him down too? Probably at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's introduce yourself. Um, What's your role here at DAC? Uh, I'm a criminal justice professor here. Uh, I think this is my 13th or 14th year, you know, when when time starts going, and it's it's good. You don't don't mark it as much, but I think this will be the start of my 14th year. And uh, I also do uh, some uh, race and ethnic relations, so it's not just all crim. I do some social stuff. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so what does a normal day look like for you? What did a normal day before Corona okay, look I'll like for you? <laughs> Two very different uh, things. Yeah, because now I, I think it's eye strain. <laughs> but um, besides that, uh, normal day is I, I always start at about 8 in the morning, actually about a quarter till, uh, look at emails, that kind of thing. And okay. then I go from there, and I and my first class is at 8.30. And I teach a college of events. I teach two of those classes, which are really interesting. I like getting students started on a, on a pathway and hopefully they'll stay with it or they'll find out that it's not for them and, and find what they really want to do. So, yeah. and then I go and tell about three thirty. So okay. I'm here all day normally. Yeah. Okay. So when we were looking you up, we saw that you taught classes like criminal justice, criminal law, um, patrol techniques. Um, let's see, criminal, criminal investigation, hostage, hostage negotiation, um, and a lot of other really interesting things. I have to ask, what's your favorite class to teach? Uh, my favorite class is for verbal defense. Interesting. And then my second, and they're, they're kind of equal, and that's race and ethnic relations. Criminal yeah. justice, I've been in the field, so it's, it's I, I've been in it, so it's kind of uh, old hat. Yeah. But now, <laughs> you know, the other stuff is very interesting because it's interesting for me and my family. So yeah. yeah. So is that something that you kind of, like, through the course of your career, you learn to like more. Um, no, um, the the verbal defense. I, I I had some classes with verbal judo and other stuff, so that's what spurred that. Okay. I've always believed communication is a is the main point. So if you don't communicate, it's hard to 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 understand where the other person is coming from. And uh, since we use mostly verbal, I mean nonverbal clue, cues. 
then we have, a, you know, it becomes a problem, you know, because people are looking at it. And I may, I when like may emphasize something, somebody says, oh, he's angry. No, no, yeah. just how I emphasize. So, you know, so it becomes a way of, of uh, how to, to uh, dance with someone, you know, and, and make it work. Interesting. This is out of my curiosity, but okay. what is hostage negotiations? What is that class yeah, like? Yeah, it seems really uh, intimidating. Now, see, that, the hostage negotiations, I actually haven't taught a class here on hostage negotiations. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was uh, for uh, the state of Illinois Department of Corrections. I was the central region hostage uh, coordinator for years, oh. and so I enjoyed that very much, and it was uh, it's very fun. What What is it? Uh, you get to role play, and I love role play, playing. <laughs> I probably should have been an actor or something, but I like doing that part of it, and it uh, to put people in situations where uh, to see what they're going to do, hit their stressors and, uh, you know, highs and lows and, uh, you know, and there's old Stockholm syndrome, you know, see if that kind of plays in somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So moving on, we're going to go a little bit into your background. So if you can just take us through where you went to high school, college, what has led you up to this point? <laughs> well, I went, to, I went to high school at Westville High. Westville yeah. High School. Always a tiger. Tigers. Always a tiger. Uh, never be anything but. But um, <laughs> uh, even though I've been a Viking for years, uh, nothing but a tiger. Um <laughs> Uh, so I went from there, and then I, I started school. Actually, was supposed to start at Millican University, and um, uh, we had our son. We were pregnant with our son, so I came home and went to work at General Motors. Okay, okay. and so worked there until that was that was completed. Uh, and so at that point, I had I started school, of course. Uh, then I started taking some some classes here at DACC, just um, you know, part time basis, and so. Left from there, and I actually uh, I started working iron, okay? But before I started working iron, uh, Vivian Schultz, which was the uh, HR person here back then, she, um, she uh, I came out because I'd been laid off, and we had, we had trying to transition into a new, new place for me to work. You know, we had to make money. And so I came out here and worked as a, as a custodian. Back then they called it a custodian. I think now mm -hmm. it's building maintenance. And I worked there, and she, the only way she would give me the job was if I stayed in, in school. So I had to stay in school in order to do that. So I worked there, and then I, I left there, and I started working iron and uh, still going to school part-time. And uh, um, on uh, this fateful day, I was, you know, it was one of those days where, you know, you, you want to do something different. Yeah. And you feel that in your heart. I hope you guys get to where you want to be before I, quicker than I did, okay? <laughs> but uh, so there's a place where you want to know that you're, it's just not for you. You need to do something else. And that day I was feeling that. Well, that day I fell. Uh, oh. And so I fell about, uh, about 30 feet and um, didn't get hurt anywhere. Uh, my ankle just very sore. On that same day, um, two of my friends uh, got into a uh, in, got into an accident on the railroad. Wow. Uh, Steve Maddox passed away that day, and my f other friend, we call him Molly, Tom Oliphant, was hurt very bad. I was coming home, and uh, Laura was at my parents' home, and we lived down the block from them, and she was like, stop, stop. So I was kind of playing with her, and I kind of <laughs> swerved at her, and she was really angry. She's like, stop, I said, and, I, and then she told me what happened. On that day is when I knew I was going to do something different for a fact. Yeah. I just didn't know what. Gotcha. Wow. Gotcha. So we heard that you are a retired prison guard 
Mm, I don't like bit. guard. I like officer. But yeah, officer, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. yeah, yeah. A correctional <laughs> officer. Yeah. Well, I'm, I actually, I worked up through the ranks on that. Uh, I started out as an officer at Stateville Correctional Center. I got hired through Danville, but I started at Stateville. And uh, after a few months there, we came home and opened up Danville Correctional Center. And I worked up to rank sergeant, lieutenant, captain, and then assistant warden of operations. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So how did you kind of fall in love or learn how to get involved in criminal justice? Uh, when I on that fateful fall day. Oh, okay. Okay. okay <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, on that, actually, right before that, uh, 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 a man who who uh, became a mentor of mine, he was a warden at uh, Danville Correctional Center, and mm-hmm. he came up to me. They were choosing people. I didn't realize that. You know, I was an ex-athlete, that was kind of thing. Yeah. And they were saying, well, who might be good to work? And some people had given him my name. And so he walks up to me, uh, and I was on top of uh, the dietary building. They were having this move, this retaining wall, and everybody was getting PO'd because, <laughs> you know, he kept having this move, the retaining wall. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so what, you know, what do you do here? And then and it's like, then he comes up and walks up to me, and I'm looking at this guy who's been having us move this stuff, you know, redo it. And I'm like, I'm just kind of looking at him. He goes, reaches out his hand. He goes, hey, he said, my name is Mike Neal. And I said, well, I'm Ricky Williams. And he's like, well, how are you doing? I said, okay. And he's like, uh, you know, I was just talking to some people. He said, how would you like to come and work work with me? He didn't say for me. He said with me. And that kind of caught me off guard. And I was like, what do you, what do, you do? Because I didn't know what he did. Yeah. And he said, I just figured he was a foreman supervisor or something. And he, was, he said, I'm going to be the warden at this penitentiary. And I said, to work in a penitentiary? And he said, yeah. And I was a little bit cruder back then. I said a couple other things to him. <laughs> and, so, and he's like, just settle down, young man. He said, it's not like you think. He said, um, if you want to do, you know, he gave me his card. He said, come and see me. Well, after that, that day happened, uh, I didn't go see him. Actually, I just went up to the unemployment office, and they were taking applications. And I went in through there and actually then got to do the interviews and stuff and started my career and worked 22 years in it. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, so you have two, like, very interesting, like, interests. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of a weird way to say that, interesting interests. But you're involved a lot in criminal justice, and you said you teach a race relations class. Mm-hmm. So how has your teaching approach changed since the subject of pre- police brutality has taken over the news? <laughs> and, and to get I'm, I'm glad deep. you said taken over the news. We might have got accused of it before they started reporting it. But, <laughs> but anyhow... Yeah. Um, how has it changed? It hasn't, it hasn't, to be honest with you. No. Uh, without us, there's chaos. Mm-hmm. you got to remember, when we go to see someone, when we go on a call, um, you, you've got to understand that we're going to see you in the, your, worst, your worst state. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I haven't got to meet you how you are right now. I haven't got anything. So I'm coming there maybe just because you and Key are into it, and you're mad. <laughs> so I'm not going to get to see the best of you right now. Yeah. The difference, I think, more than anything that's changed is the fact that we're allowing lawlessness, and that can't happen. Um, I don't care what side of the fence you sit on, liberal, conservative, whatever, you can't have lawlessness. It will kill our nation. If you go and look at all the nations who have had this, Venezuela, other places, it doesn't work. People are still coming to America because we're the greatest land in the nation, not because we're the worst. And we need policemen to help keep it to be the greatest nation. So. Okay. Interesting. I feel like I just have to like simmer on that for a second. <laughs> um, okay, so 
throughout all of your jobs, though, looking back, I mean, you worked at the prison, the iron worker, you're um, a professor. What has to be your favorite one or which one impacted you, you the most? Counseling. Okay. <laughs> I was a counselor also for 22 years. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, we owned our own business. We did a lot of counseling. So, yes, that's what impacted me the most. That's what I saw uh, dealing with uh, the criminal justice system dealing with juvenile delinquency, dealing with adult sex offenders, dealing with everything, I saw a different perspective of how I had to see people. Yeah. Um, my mentor, Dr. Stebbins, uh, said you, you don't know a person until you get to know their story. Yeah. And even though the output may look bad, the input still may be good. So that's what we're looking at. So anytime that I evaluate, you know, I tell my students, you're being evaluated every day. You guys are being evaluated every day. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, you may not see Dr. Nat Cohen. Like for me, he, he sits on one of our main boards here, which is the police and, and uh, fire board. So my students, if they're acting crazy out in public with him and they don't cause they don't know who he is. And all of a sudden they're getting ready to attempt to get a job at Danville PD. And all of a sudden oh, he's yeah. sitting there. So you have to remember that you're, <clears throat> excuse me, you're presenting every day. Every day you're presenting yourself. And I, ho I tell my students, you have to put your best foot forward every day, even wow. when you don't want to. Yeah. Gotcha. So tell us a little bit about that business. The oh, my counseling business. Yeah. We did drug and alcohol. We did uh, um, family counseling. We did uh, sex offender counseling. We did all of it. So, you know, juvenile delinquency. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a really fulfilling job. It, 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 it was. I, I, we closed our business about five years ago. But, yeah, it's, it was very fulfilling. It was very interesting, as I'm sure Wade told you yeah. guys. Uh, <laughs> it's very interesting and, 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 and very fulfilling. It also has a lot of heartaches with it. Yeah. yeah. Like any other thing, though. Yeah, okay? There's that highs and lows. And that was in this area, right? Was it yes, in that's in, the, in Vermillion County, yes. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, so you had mentioned really, really briefly earlier that you were um, a part of a lot of sports growing up. Yes. I did hear that. Yes. Also, we actually got in contact with your wife. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that may be anything might have been said. So uh, be careful, be careful. <laughs> so what kind of sports did you do at Westville High School? At Westville, I, I, I played all sports. I, we went from one to the other. My brother and I started that. Uh, my brother Eli and I started playing sports when we were young. When I, I got hurt when I was little, so when I got to play, I never stopped. It just was a continuous thing. And so um, we, uh, I played basketball, football, baseball, ran track. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was uh, one sport to the next, and uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, sports brings about you get to know people inside mm -hmm. and out. When you're under pressure together, when you're under pressure by yourself, yeah, uh, we, we you get to see all those things and you get to see how people behave in those situations. And so when you come into my field, criminal justice, hopefully you'll get an opportunity to see that before before it becomes life or death. Yeah, so. that's really interesting. A, di a really different way to look at um, sports, especially like high school sports and stuff yeah. like that. OK, and you also run a lot do you still <laughs> yeah I still run not quite as much as I used to uh people who I've told that I run 
especially half miles and, and full, yeah. uh, full, half marathons and full marathons. They kind of look at you and they're like, because when I was younger, I was a sprinter. I, I, if it was over, if it was over a 200, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> okay, so and when I tell them I'm running, you know, half marathons, marathons, they say, yeah, right, and they kind of <laughs> laugh, you know. But yeah, I started running. Uh, actually, Laura got me running and uh, um, started running, and and it just got fun. And then me and my buddy still do it. We still run quite a bit, but not oh. as much as we used to. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I don't know how to pronounce it. You want to pronounce it for me? <laughs> We heard that you were not only did you play football, but you were really good at it. Really good at it. And you had. I won. heard that you were very good at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you had won a uh, gridiron of the week award in high school. Is that what we heard? <laughs> a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> How um, modest are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, what in in playing sports? My my most my favorite and most exciting thing was winning the tackling award. Oh, I won okay. it my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Wow. So I, I, I enjoyed that. And, you know, I averaged over 20 tackles a game. So that was even. You wow. know. So, yeah, some people like that. So you, you had to be a linebacker. <laughs> yes, I was. You were? Okay. That was. And I played linebacker and corner. Yeah. So was that your, was linebacker or corner your favorite position in My all the sports? My favorite position, yes. Oh, okay. Although I would move over and, uh, and play fullback. And okay. so I like scoring touchdowns too, but it, but tackling people was my yeah, favorite. I yeah. can relate to that. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, um, so aside from physical sports, mm -hmm. um, do you play a good amount of Scrabble? Uh, yeah, I, I beat her all the time. So she talked to she, <laughs> You know, know exactly where to, we got that. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I want to, since we're live, I want to make it, you know, make it right with everybody. <laughs> or at least for me. <laughs> yeah, we play Scrabble, and we, that's one of the games that we like to play. Um, you know, we, we play a lot of board games with family members and stuff, you know. And yeah. I don't know if you guys ever played Spoons or anything oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, so it gets a little fun. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. are you a competitive person? Not at all. No, <laughs> I can really feel it. <laughs> I, I am. I am very competitive. Uh, you know, even in a in a in a debate, I'm competitive. So. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, uh, out of a percentage, how many time? How how often do you think that you win? I always think I win. Oh, like a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I know win? I don't, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you don't go into the contest thinking you're going to win, there's no need to enter in the contest. You're, I yeah. love that so much. I yeah. love when I hear people say that. <laughs> yeah. I go in to win every time, you know, and uh, unless I'm going there just to suffice, in other words, to make things easier, yeah. then go. I'll do that. But so uh, we'll give you the numbers that your wife gave us, and she says that you lose about seventy-five percent of the time. So. That's because she has bad math. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> okay, and then um, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's listening to this. I hope, I hope she'll listen to this. Okay. Um, and you talked about playing a lot of games with your family, right? Mm -hmm. um, I heard that you were the first to graduate from your family from college. Is that true? Yes, yes. On my dad's side of the family, yes, that's that that is correct. Okay. Uh, I should say, yeah, yes, because I have. You got to understand, I didn't really get to know uh, my extended family outside of my aunt, my uncle, and, and a couple okay. cousins. So, yeah. uh, what we found is on my aunt's, but on my marriage side, the Weathersby side. 
we have, I didn't even know until I got, I was about ready at my junior year and then he started actually recruiting me, which yeah. is a, another story in itself, the reason why I didn't go down there. Um, but, um, and he started actually started recruiting me down there. And so, and uh, Mississippi Valley State. So that's where he went uh, and he was coaching back then. And so I got to know that extended side of the family. And so, you know, we've had not very many, but a few on that side. But for my family, yeah, I was the first to, to enter into college. And so was that kind of a driving force behind all your hard work? Like determ you were determined? <laughs> not really. The driving work behind education for me was my mom. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, and my dad. Um, uh, if you weren't capable of getting straight A's, yeah. that was okay. But if you were capable and you didn't, that wasn't okay. Yeah. So that's, and they evaluated that. I didn't get to evaluate that. But one of the things uh, that was really difficult for me was I was ADHD. So I was all over the place, you know, and then yeah. I had, like I said, I'd gotten hurt. And so I couldn't do a lot of those things. So once I got to, then I was off the chain. And so um, my mom would get very frustrated. And I tell uh, mothers and fathers who are having to teach during this COVID time, the same thing, calm down, make it fun. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is, is they start doing the work. You got to get the ABCs, right? The one, two, threes, mm -hmm. ABCs, one, two, threes, AB. Okay. But what is it in, why am I doing ABCs, one, two, threes? Yeah. You know, you know, and then if you make it fun, then, then students are willing to, 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 to apply themselves. So my mother was uh, ABC, one, two, three, and Right now, this way, don't change, those kind of things. Yeah. And so um, she, uh, she once told me I was the stupidest child she had because she was very <laughs> frustrated with me. And you have to be careful about what you say to people. Yeah, that's, yeah. Not, a yeah, that's not a very good one. <laughs> now, for some people, that would kill them. For me, it made me work harder. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, okay, so you think I'm stupid. Okay, I, I'm okay with that because I see I didn't have to, and I still don't. I, I may have five conversations at one time, mm -hmm. and people are like, "Well, you're not hearing me," but I, but I'm not. I don't hear. I listen. I'm listening to everything they say. And so, yeah. um, when she right before she passed, she said, "You're most one of the most intelligent children I have." Wow. And I said, "Mom, I thank you, but I already knew that." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so that's kind of how it went. My mom was a realist, and I am too. You know, it, yeah. it, it yeah. either is or it isn't. Yeah. So. Okay, so with college, where did you attend? I attend Eastern Illinois University. Okay. For my or DACC and Eastern Illinois University, and then my uh, my graduate degree is from Eastern Illinois Humi uh, University. What was that in? It's in counseling and, and human development. Okay, interesting. And that's what goes along with our uh, our uh, curriculum too in policing. You know, we we want some you know eclectic things, uh, um, social work, uh, counseling, educators. Yeah. So we, we accept all of them. As long as they have the, the minimum requirement, we accept them in our programs uh, yeah. and in our field. Okay. Okay. And your son mm -hmm. has a pretty big role to play here in the <laughs> DAC communities. Maybe a yeah. Bit. Just a yeah. little bit. Uh, Could you... We call him RJ, but Ricky Jr. is, a, is the mayor of Danville. Yeah. Very proud of him and my daughter. Um, yeah. Um, he followed a part of the path that I, I don't know. In working in, in government, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of people say, oh, I don't, I don't like politics. I don't, well, everything you do it has a political atmosphere. I yeah. don't care, including this, mm -hmm. okay? <laughs> everything you do has a political atmosphere, and you have to weigh that. The problem comes in is when you actually do political science or do it in, uh, start in a political career. Um, I know what happens. You can get ate up. 
People mm-hmm. are very uh, vindictive. People are very um, uh, cynical. And I'm not saying all of them. I'm not, I'm not, not an all or none person. Okay? I'm saying some of them. And even when, you know, you got maybe 90% cheering what you're doing, you got 10% uh, planning your demise. So, um, you know, so you have to wade through that. And I didn't want him to have to do that, but this is his role. This is where he's going. And so uh, I, I'm waiting on the ride, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and it, well, I got to say one thing. If I yeah, say something about my son, of course, I have to say something about my daughter. And her name <laughs> okay. is her name's so Amy, just, right? Amy, yeah, Amy Schweizer. Uh, so uh, her, her husband is a, a career military man, and he's a... He's a uh, um, gunny sergeant. So uh, and uh, so he, it's been very interesting traveling around the world with them. Uh, oh. So that's been kind of interesting, you know, Japan, Hawaii, all different places, and and then you know seeing some other stuff in between there. Uh, she's also uh, owns her own corporation, and she just wrote a book, wow. a children's book. So I have to give her her kudos while oh, I'm yeah. doing that with him. So wow. <laughs> what's the most interesting place that you've traveled? Would you say? You know what, and, and, and this is just from me in the bottom of my heart. I tell my students, I, I tell people that I talk with, there's three things I've learned around this globe, okay? Mm-hmm. People want to be accepted, respected, and loved, okay? And maybe not yeah. in that order, yeah. okay? And as long as you're doing that, you're going to find a friend, and I found friends all around this globe, uh, people who have same interests that I have, people who have different interests than I have, but we've been able to talk about that. Okay, and so that's what I've seen. The most interesting place I've seen is America. The most okay. diversity. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We have the most that. diversity of, of any place. Uh, if you read some of the old books, you know we were talking about uh, race and ethnic relations, like the Jungle by Saint Clair. You know, it talks about the Irish rise here and the Germans and that, and how they were persecuted when they got here because they weren't Brit. They didn't speak the language. Mm-hmm. So you got to remember, we've forgotten about that whole history of what went through and what happened. And that's what's sad about what I see about what's happening right now. I can't forget my history of where we came from, from slavery uh, through the civil rights, you know, and the, those movements. When you go down to Tennessee and those places and you see the Civil Rights Museum, you see our family. See, and that's what I'm proud of. But yeah. they weren't very proud of that when, when I was growing up because of the 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 amount of pressure and the you know the un, and the unrealistic aspects of what they had to endure. So, wow, very good. Um, moving on to more DAC focused talking okay. points. <laughs> um, what about this college? What about this community attracted you to DAC? Well, you gotta remember, I kind of grew up at DACC. Okay, uh, uh, Mary Miller, who started this college. Um, my good friend Linda Dunsing was one of her secretaries. So um, Todd and Joe Boyd were my were our best friends. So growing up, uh, I was on came on this campus sometimes, and I got to meet people. I uh, uh, Sonny Dixon, and you know I can go on. Uh, you know people that, that that are not now gone. Vivian Schultz, um, and so I got to know those people, and those people always gave me an attitude of what I needed to do, mm-hmm. and so. What I found is I started going through through the college or the growing up. What I saw from DACC was it was a beacon of hope for people. It was an a, one way in which we can you could change what you were doing. Uh, we found that with my own family after I dropped out of school, all that kind of stuff, and my wife who dropped out of school also. Uh, I'm not saying high school; she dropped out of high school, but I dropped out of college. She came back to school here, 
and now she's she has her master's from the U of I. Wow. You know, she uh, teaches, has taught here, and is an administrator here. I came back through here. I moved up all the way up to a warden, and get, having my degree saved my job back in, in, in 2003 with IDOC because they were laying off people, cutting my position. And because of what my uh, degrees, it kept me working. And that was the only thing that kept me working. So you've seen Dak through the times you've seen you've seen Dak change how yes. can you describe that change or describe what you've seen since oh, you were younger I mean, just, now I mean when I look at you guys doing this <laughs> I mean honestly I mean the technology my technology in criminal justice um how people see each other or not see each other yeah. okay yeah. uh um those all things are, are are starting to you're starting to see that expand and explode here at DACC uh, we have opportunity. If you don't even want to come out here to get a degree, but just to want to learn something about law or something about culinary, that's opportunity for anybody in our community to come out and do that. Yeah. So when, when you start talking about DACC, uh, General Motors, we talked about that when I got laid mm -hmm. off, transitioning, that's got me back in the school. Okay, uh -huh. That's how I met Vivian Schultz because I didn't know her until then. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you start looking at this, your life will start to, 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 to mend together and you'll start to see who, who helped you, who, who, who assisted you. And even those people who didn't do you the best help, including, including my mom who made a bad statement who she lived in regret. <laughs> okay, so you have to understand that. So just remember when you're dealing with people, um, there's opportunity. When you're talking about college, college is opportunity, nothing more. Yeah. And why people look at a college degree. Did you, were you persistent? Did you finish what you started? Yeah. Most people don't finish what they start. And if you start looking at people around you and start listening to their story, you'll find out that most of them didn't even finish. A lot of them didn't even, uh, didn't even embark upon what they wanted to do in life. So. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you were a corrections officer. Mm -hmm. You worked with Iron. You worked at GM. Mm -hmm. You're in the counseling business. Mm -hmm. What aspect of this job that you have right now sticks out compared to those or would you say they're kind of similar in some way they're they're, they're similar even i coach too in the, in the community okay. so it's all about development you know human development was part of my degree okay it's always about developing your community developing the people you're around developing your family assisting um, i tell my students this thing is bigger than you if you're a selfish person, you're wrong because this, this life is bigger than you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be touching a lot of people. So how do you want to touch them? How do you want to deal with them? That's what we're looking at. Gotcha. This is my favorite part. And this is one of the reasons why I really enjoy DACast is because mm -hmm. you get to learn um, about how somebody got to where they are today. Mm -hmm. And I feel like today we've learned so much about you know, your mentality and even how you just got here uh, through education. I did want to ask you, what is your what is your personal? I wish I had started this earlier in life. Oh, no, I don't like to talk about regrets. There's things I wish I did. I wish I made it to the NFL because my because <laughs> my first my first mind was NFL and being becoming an attorney after that, a lawyer, actually a judge. That okay. was my first mindset. Okay, but when life, you know, you know, you hear the old adage, you know, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade, you know, so you have to change it somewhere. You got to make something different. And so and one step will lead you into the next step. I agree. Okay. And that's what people won't do. They won't look at it, even if it was bad. They won't look at it. They won't they won't assess it. They won't evaluate it to see where that next step is going to be. And so 
That's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting to the next step of your lives, my life. You know, people ask me, well, Ricky, what do you, uh, uh, what do you, like you said, what did you want to be? What do you want? What? I still don't know what I want to be yet. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Okay. So as, until I, as long as I have breath, I'll continue to work on it. So, hmm. so how, I like what you said right there that you still don't know what you want to be. How do you think not being content where you are has impacted your life and your career path? Yeah, I, I think you have to be. I mean, even moving up the ladder because people think, well, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. The problem comes in if you could do that, you would be doing that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that you can't do that. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you can. What I'm saying is it's most people are unwilling to take the necessary steps to do that. Yeah. Okay. When life was knocking us down a bit, I started looking at looking at it the other way. Well, I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm not going to do anything. Education helped me see a different path. I could change that. The fr- the other thing I didn't tell you guys is I, my first uh, uh, degree I didn't complete it was in electronic technology. So, oh. <laughs> so and that was here at DACC. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's another. This is another thing that I was really interested in is. What are some long and short-term goals you have for your field at DAC? I mean, do you see, Ooh. yeah, where do you see your, where do you see your field <laughs> heading? Good. And you said you've, you've uh, brought in more technology. Yeah. I'd assume, you know, you teaching a class on criminal justice looks a little bit different than it did 15 years ago. Well, I have to mess with Dr. Natko right now. I'm still looking for space. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So if we get the space, then I would love to see us go, uh, go in, um, uh, set up where I can keep a, a uh, investigation a whole year. Okay. People can actually do it the way we do it on the, on the streets and in, in the prison systems and stuff, and, you know, in FBI and that, where we actually have to look at something, and it isn't, it isn't uh, you don't do it like you do it on TV in 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour, <laughs> okay, that you do it the correct way. Uh, that's one of the things uh, I would like to get more communication, uh, writing skills, um, and not to degrade anyone, but our writing skills need a lot of work, okay? And, and I get to see that, and I watch our, our, um, our rhetoric people work with people, you know, uh, our English professors work with people to bring that writing level up, and I'm, and I'm excited about that. Uh, I want to get something with there. I'd like to see some cybercrime. Um, that's one of the biggest things that's going on right now with Jeff Wise. I'm hoping that maybe him and I can get together and put some curriculum together for that. So I have a lot of ways, but the problem comes in, there's only one of me that does this full time. Yeah. And so that's, that becomes a problem. So the next step may be able to, maybe they help me, uh, may give me someone that will help me with some of the research, some of the development parts of this thing. So what do you, what would you be looking into if you were to start something in, Cybercrime, that's really interesting to me. Oh, there's so many aspects. But, I mean, you're talking about, a, you know, we lose a trillion dollars. I mean, over a trillion dollars nationwide every year. So you're talking about tons and tons. What people don't understand, it's kind of like I, I tell my students who work at uh, maybe a McDonald's or Burger King. They'll go, well, come on, you know, da, da. I'm like, no, I don't get anything free. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. I said, you got to remember something. If that person only makes 10 cents off of that burger, if you give it to me, how many more does he have to sell in order to make his profit back? See, we don't look at it like that. Mm-hmm. Cybercrime is the same thing. If they're stealing from you, it's just like stealing from me because it's going to cost me. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we have to look at what the aspects are of what we're dealing with in order to move to the next step of it. And that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get to look, you know, facial recognition happening everywhere. We oh. want to talk about that. Uh, you know, iris scans. I mean, there's so many things we can, we can go on and on with 
that if I had it my way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm also a realist, as I told you. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We have another segment for you. One, two, three, four. That's it? Tea or coffee? Tea. Mornings or evenings? Evenings. Danville or Westville? (laughs) 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 Now you guys are trying to get me killed for real now. Uh, Danville or Westville? Vermilion County. Wow. (laughs) Is that allowed, Keegan? Is that allowed? We'll we'll allow. Okay, we'll allow. You did a good job today. Sweet or savory? Uh, Sweet. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. (laughs) Cats or dogs? Dogs. Summer or winter? Summer. Football or track? Football. Eat in or dine out? Eat in. All right, our last one. Ricky Jr. or Amy? Ricky Jr. had both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one way to answer it. (laughs) All right. All righty. I think I think that's all we have. Did you want to say anything else? No. Thank you for coming. This has been fun, and I hope you guys continue on. And yeah. you know, you're the beginning generation, so keep moving it. Thank you. Aww, thank you. Thank very you. Much. All right. So, uh, thank you so much, Ricky. We really appreciated having you here today with us. Um, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Dak Cast with Kai and Keegan. Stay classy, Jaguars. <laughs>